So welcome to our next session of on a Thursday of our podcast hosted by myself, John Gonzalez and Nguyen Mustafa. Again, completely unscripted, talking about cloud networking, um, you know, focusing on feedback and lessons learned from our customers. And today we have a very special guest, Ali Ashazad Ali, um, one of our senior solution architects, um, specializes in security. And Shazad, welcome to the podcast. And, Thank you. You know, let, let's kick off from um, let's kick off this this podcast with Shazad. Tell us um, what are you seeing customers doing out there, and what are they learning on their journey to the cloud, and specifically, how are they thinking about security? And you know, do they do they have a sense of um, they need to beef up security, or they're satisfied with the, the sort of native security that's been provided by the CSPs? What are you seeing? Yeah, very good question, John. So first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, I know this is unscripted, which uh, could be very dangerous because you know I'm the security guy, so I will always want to prepare myself and <laughs> everything. So this is go in different directions. So please bear with me. So yeah, so I've been in the industry for last twenty. 22 years and I have seen this move or the journey people using the on-prem security models and then services and all the way going into the cloud. So I remember in the early days of cloud, uh, people weren't very, very um, uh, much uh, against the idea of going into the cloud just because of the security concerns. In the beginning, they thought cloud is not secure. This is a child's play. Um, it's just for you know small non-production applications, so they they did not pay attention to that. But slowly this momentum picked up, and then people started realizing that the cloud is real. Not only cloud, but multi-cloud is real. So they started going into into the cloud. Um, but what happened that they were left with these cloud-native constructs, which were not giving them enough security control, the visibility and what they needed from the compliance perspective. And then there was a notion in the cloud of, uh, the cloud provider realized that they saw that people are hesitant to step, they, they coined this, this idea that, hey, the security is a shared responsibility. We'll take some of the burden of providing the infrastructure security. We'll give you some basic primitive knobs that you can use to secure your infrastructure or your applications in the cloud. But then you have to do your due diligence. You have to make sure it is secure and whatnot. Now, on the surface, on the paper, this idea is very good, but that is not the reality. Because if you talk to CISOs, CIO, CTO, they know that security is not a shared responsibility. This is their responsibility. Why? Because if some breach happens, some hack happens, they're not going to go back to the AWS and GCP and Oracle guys. They're going to go come to you as a security architect or the owner of your security infrastructure. So security becomes your responsibility. Although yes, the reality, I mean, the, the truth is that yes, these cloud providers are doing their best, but at the end you are in the line of fire if something goes wrong. So, so that is what is happening there. That's what I see. Yeah. Shazad, um, uh, that's, that's really great. Um, uh, what I've also read somewhere that there are only two types of organizations uh, today. One who know that they have been hacked and the others who don't know, but they have been hacked. So how true is that? And I, I <laughs> see that, that there is a um, lot of uh, people like Checkpoint may have done certain tests um, uh, and you were mentioning. So you, do you want to share you know, what were the findings and is, how, how true is that? It is, it is true, Numan. 
It is so true. And I'm not just saying it just for the sake of saying it. You look at the data out there. Every organization is being hacked. Even the most secure organization, where would you think are not, you know, it's not even possible. They are being hacked. Even this, the providers of the security are being hacked. Look at the FireEye breach that happened, right? It was huge. And then the ransomwares are, are becoming, you know, a, a norm these days. And then we saw the solar wind attack, right? So those things are happening. And there was an interesting study that Checkpoint did where they had this honeypot in the cloud and then they ran it for, for about seven days. And what they realized that in, even in those seven days, they were, they were getting about 3.97 million attacks in total, right? So you can see that even if your applications are like, you know, born like today, like a minute ago, as soon as they see the, the internet pipe, they are being attacked. So there are hackers, they have automated this, they are so advanced. So yeah, so this is a reality. You, you, there are two types of organization, like you said, you're hacked yeah. or not hacked, you know, that's the only uh, difference there. Shizad, yeah. let's assume an organization is hacked because it's, it's not a question of if, it's a question of what, when, you know, when it's going to happen. You know, these, these bad actors are getting more and more sophisticated with the tools that they have. And, you know, one day they, yeah, they'll start to breach an organization. So, you know, what are organizations doing to, um, to help reduce blast radius, um, you know, help to contain the attack? Um, and, you know, that's one question. And the other question that's come to mind as well, we think about attacks from external coming in, right? Organizations, hmm. and I can, I can talk about this a little later on as well, protect themselves from internal attacks, right? And, you know, which is just as much, you know, auditable from a compliance perspective as, you know, what are you doing to protect yourself from a perimeter perspective? So again, from, from your experience, um, you know, in Aviatrix talking to customers and your previous life experience, et cetera, what, what are you seeing? What can you share with us? Yeah, so when an enterprise or organization um, goes into the cloud, um, they first see the cloud native constructs provided by these CSPs. For example, the security groups, the NSGs, the NACLs, but those constructs are not enough, right? And, and then they try to figure out, okay, how do I protect my application. So in the process, mm -hmm. they make a lot of mistakes. The first mistake which I see is that even when they start the migration from the on-prem into the cloud, they don't think about security holistically. Security is not an afterthought. It should be right up front. It should be part of your business strategy, right? So, so that's the mistake I see you know, enterprises they make. The second mistake I see is that uh, they try to protect the, the production applications or pre-production applications but in the process, they forget that these dev applications, they also need protection. They, are, they also need next generation firewall inspection. In their mind, they're thinking that, okay, this is non-production. I'm not gonna provide enough security controls there because it's expensive or it will you know, complicate my architecture. I'm gonna put it in my production workloads. And the reality is, and this is what we also saw in case of this uh, solar wind attack is that these hackers, they starting started building or or injecting their their malicious code during the development process. It could have been stopped right over there, right? So so these are the mistakes these uh, these enterprises are making, 
they're not thinking holistically they're not making it as part of their security overall security posture and architecture so there has to be an architectural approach that mm -hmm. uh, they need to take that's a great point and i think uh, if you look at it right i think one of the reason why this may be happening and maybe you guys can uh, can can comment on that is if you think about uh, the move from on-prem to the cloud, uh, one of the biggest factor was uh, speed and agility, right? The DevOps guys, the application guys, the business guys, they just wanted to get things work working. They wanted to build their products. They want to make it available. And a lot of times they, you know, a couple of things, right? Where they trusted what CSP was saying that, yeah, we are all secure. And then obviously they were not uh, looking into building security because they, they may have thought that it's not needed and, or it may be slow me down. Right. So if I start looking at zero trust, right, and then there goes my two, two months window where I need to get my application up and running. Right. So how do you um, expect people to, uh, to get the same agility, but at the same time, make it secure and, and at the same time meet their deadlines? So, I mean, obviously, um, uh, you know, going with some things which are, which are, which are cloud-like, right, makes, your, makes you not slow down. I think is important. So what are you, what has been your experience on how do you advise customers in terms of, you know, do the security, but also don't lose agility because there's could be like pros and cons. Uh, and I've seen that, you know, um, customers projects getting canned after two years of investment. And I think John can actually attest to that. He, he has yeah. witnessed it himself um, where, you know, you spend two hour, two years, three years with AWS or Azure, you didn't look at security, you have customer data, critical data. And all of a sudden when the auditor comes, you know, your project got canned because it was deemed too risky. So you lose your time and your investment and AWS or Azure or GCP, they also lose because they're not getting things into production. But it would be good to know what you guys think in terms of what would be the right approach where you can get this done and um, what are some advice for our audiences? The, the, if I could take a step, Shazad. Sure. The, so what I, what, you know, real life experience um, from me is when we started our cloud journey, um, it was pressurized from the business, right? And as Shazad said earlier, you know, technology pushing back, no cloud is for, you know, uh, amateurs, there's no security, there's no this, there's no that, you know, there's no way we should be moving to the cloud. The pressure came from up above from the businesses, wanting that agility in the cloud, wanting to get, um, you know, um, have a little playground for the developers to understand what cloud is doing, what are the tools, et cetera. Um, and so we was, you know, we was pressurized from the business, just get us to the cloud, right? And in getting them to the cloud, we done our best in terms of security. We wasn't completely naive thinking that we was gonna trust the CSPs, but the best didn't turn out, our best didn't turn out to be nearly good enough in terms of security. What happened after 18 months, two years, we had to stop our production services to the cloud. We had to pull most of the production apps out of the cloud because of lack of or weak security. And we had to start again. That put the program back quite considerably. Um, you know, lose time, you spend in money in the wrong direction, embarrassment, so on and so forth. Um, I think now what especially large organizations are doing, their cloud journey is taking longer. Um, to get to the cloud. And it's taking longer because I think they're putting a lot more consideration into security. How do they secure things? How do they um, embrace what's there? And how do they bolster that? More importantly, you know, their pipe, if they've got CICD pipeline, how do I secure my CICD pipeline? You know, I'm on API 
um, API and secure, I want all my APIs to be secure. What's the repo, repo for those to go in, right? And so on and so forth. So it's a lot of considerations, not just in the cloud, but you know, on-premise pipeline, CI CD pipeline, getting to the cloud and making it all work seamlessly and secure. Um, and that's taken some time, some considerations, you know, even simple things like security groups um, and access, you know, who gets what access, what level of access. It takes a long, long time to figure out and, and get right. But once you are in the cloud and you've got that, those, you know, what I would call your, your basics correct, um, then, then you're flying in the cloud, right? And let's not forget as well as networking as, as a basic commodity for the cloud, sorry, security, networking is just as important. Again, we fell, fell flat on networking in the cloud as well. Um, so security and networks go hand in hand as your, you know, your base infrastructure architecture that you must get 100% right from day one. Yeah. Shizar, what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think Naman, you um, touched upon a couple of points in the agility, business agility, time to market. And that's extremely important. And that is actually making these uh, business owners uh, making shortcuts, right? And in that process, they are creating all this, these problems for themselves. And when they look at the cloud, and not just cloud, because this is the world of multi-cloud, they are completely blown away. Why? Because their teams are not skilled. They have a skill gap problem. Their staff is not there to cater the needs of one cloud, and you're talking about multiple clouds. So, so you need an architecture approach. You need some trusted vendor, some trusted partner like Aviatrix, who knows exactly what those challenges are, what those limitations are, and who have actually served hundreds of enterprise customers solve those business problems, business challenges. So you need that trusted advisor on your side, right? So that is how you need to think about it. Because another reality is that whether you're hacked or not, right? You know the audit will happen. He is on your calendar. You cannot, you cannot miss that. You cannot skip that, right? So you need to take these things really seriously. Like I said, it's, it's your responsibility. And oftentimes when you rely on the cloud native constructs, those are, those are black boxes. You cannot see, you cannot peek in there. And for security, I think it's extremely important because how can you protect something which you cannot see? It's very difficult. So you need to think in that direction. You need to change your mindset and come to the realization that you need to have a layered security model Right? You need to have automation in place because a lot of security errors happens due to human problems or human errors or fat fingering or, or something, right? So you, so, so you need aviatrix type solutions who can actually help that because we have automated all these processes. We know exactly what those pain points are, where the holes are, and we have this layered security model and architecture that is helping a lot of enterprises there. You've got to be a brave person these days to be a CISO, I think. Yeah. You, you know, you've got a target painted on your back from day one, right? <laughs> As you step into no, the I love job. that. Uh, I love that quote <laughs> that uh, you don't know when the threat will come, but uh, you know that uh, when your auditor will come because he's on the calendar. It's very yeah. right. And I think these auditors and these uh, guys, they're, they're getting matured in the cloud, right? Yeah. So this is going to become a lot more tough for CISOs and, and uh, yeah. application owners to get their application uh, audited. And uh, now, I, I, I like the way um, uh, Shazad talked about a layered approach and 
I think Avitrix is one platform which actually makes life easier because it provides you all those built-in knobs that you need to have that foundational security in your cloud while not losing the agility because everything is Terraform driven, everything is infrastructure as a code. You have all the built-in tools around encryption and, and egress and ingress as well as uh, uh, leveraging third-party firewalls also. But I think one key point is visibility. And I, I like what Shazad said that you can't really protect what you can't see. Visibility is becoming a critical part of security in the way we are able to expose things and make it available. You know, we're talking to a um, head of a threat and compliance guy at the major enterprise. He said that, you know, I had all the tools in on-prem. I know what I need to do in on-prem world, but when it comes to cloud, none of those tools work, right? Hmm. So AVTrix, for example, or AVTrix Copilot gives them eyes and ears into, into things that's happening the countries, the traffic flows. And so based on that, they can do threat modeling or hmm. how they need to shape their security posture. So maybe uh, Shazad talk about uh, something on visibility and then maybe uh, you know we can wrap this up and uh, leave uh, your audience with uh, some three key takeaways. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, you mentioned about the, the compliance and um, the regulations out there, extremely important um, to have that in mind. For example, in Europe, we have a GDPR. In, in California, even we have our local protection rights and laws, right? Those actually uh, combines with the security, obviously, uh, because that actually completes your posture. So you really need to think on in those uh, direction. Um, and then your cyber hygiene, right? Oh, think about your overall cyber hygiene. It has to be there uh, in order for you to, to, to have your application sitting there in a secure fashion. That's great. So, I think that's a great discussion. Uh, Shazad, any three uh, key takeaways that you want uh, your, to, to leave your audience with? Yeah, so I would say the number one is uh, think about the security holistically, okay? And, and you are responsible. Security is not a shared responsibility. Although there are people and entities helping you, but at the end, it's your responsibility. That's number one. Number two, think about security everywhere, okay? So it has to be pervasive. In every um, aspect of your organization, whether it's just a meeting with your CIO or, or your architect or your CEO, uh, you need to bring that up that if I'm deploying something, a simple transit, it has to be secure, has to be encrypted, right? For, and that goes for any service. So that has to come first. Security has to come first. It's a holistic approach you need to take and you need to think about uh, the layered security, starting from application and going to the other you know, areas in the parameter, right? And number three, visibility, extremely important. Um, it, you need to have ears and eyes for your enterprise to look into the data, tap, tap into the data, look at the anomalies, detect the anomaly, anomalies, and also take actions on, on based on some alerts, right? So this is where Aviatics Copilot is extremely powerful for, for the enterprises. So this is where I want to leave my audience with. Shazad, thank you so much sharing those valuable insights. Really appreciate it. And, um, to our audience, you know, www.aviatrix.com, multi-cloud network architecture and security. Look us up, come and talk to us. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>